0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You are tuned in to the Boom Bap Chat. This is number 28. If you're looking for some dope music, go on over to everybodysrecords.com and buy you some. Everybody's Records is a dope independent mom and pop store, uh, record store here in Cincinnati. They always show love to the hip hop community here, so we try to show them love back. Also, the new book the boom bap review is available for pre-order you can pre-order it today right now well don't do it right now cuz you're tuned into this <laughs> but go on over to uh, boombapreview.com you can order our book from last year and pre-order our new books so at boombapreview.com you can check that out all right this is boom bap review our boom bap chat rather number 28 this is a special edition tonight we're going to have a special conversation celebrating southern hip-hop so i want to introduce all the players that we have tonight and then kind of frame the conversation uh and and let you know why we we chose tonight to do this conversation so as always we have the co-host uh we have my man io io Masmarad. what's up my friend
1: what's up brother how you doing i'm
0: good man it's good to see you as always we have profound what's up profound what's good everybody how y'all be doing doing very very good um we also have Casmeta meta and neville they're going to be playing the role of uh spectators uh tonight and, and joining in the conversation whenever they feel like they need to join in so glad to have you guys both here with us and our guest tonight is marcel p black what's up marcel how are you man, to be here, man. Y- y'all doing all right yeah doing great thanks for for being on tonight man really appreciate it Good to be here yeah so the reason why we're doing this this show tonight that you know there is um there's every region has something that that they've offered to hip-hop music hip-hop culture obviously the east coast new york city that's where you know where it was birthed but the midwest with chicago and you know cleveland and where i'm at cincinnati you know we all contributed the west coast and the south is no different every region um is an important element to hip-hop culture and so we're gonna celebrate the South tonight in our conversation. And th- this came about, the idea came about to do this tonight because a few weeks ago, um, I posted something on the, the Everybody's Hip Hop label page on Facebook um, about you know, w- when you see the term or you hear the term hip hop is dead, w- what, what does that mean to you? What comes to mind? So it's just trying to get conversation going. And there was a lot of good conversation on it, but a few people chimed in about you know, the South the South killed hip hop. That's, that's how, why hip hop is dead today, the south. And so there was just like all this banter that went on about the South and just in a real negative light. And I was thinking, man, we, we really need to do some, some education and some programming, some dialogue around you know, Southern hip hop and all the you know hip hop, all, all that the South has contributed to hip hop culture. And right when I was thinking that, Marcel commented something real simple like shaking my head or, or something like that. S- went, M- uh, F-H. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's when I thought, oh, we, we need to have Marcel on and we, we need to, to have him to come and help us celebrate the South. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have that conversation tonight. And so I appreciate you being here to help guide us in that. So uh, I'm curious to know, Marcel, like, you know, being from the South, what were some of like some of your early southern hip-hop influences
2: um so it's weird because so like so during the east coast was so i was '83. so let's preface that first so my first memory my first like the first big album i remember to like knowing the words was doggy style mm. you know what i'm saying so so 92 90, no 91 eight years old you know what i'm saying eight years old eight nine years old being in second or third grade and so uh, during the East Coast West Coast beef, the South chose the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Period. Because of the hate that was coming from the East Coast, it then like like didn't no slave ship drop no niggas off on, on in California. So everybody from the West Coast, they from the South. You know what I'm saying? Right. For, so, so 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 like you go to some parts of the Bay Area, it's like Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? If you go to parts yeah. of LA, it's like Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? From the yeah. food to like the hyphy movement. Like when they had dreads and goatee, teeth, they looked like they was from New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. the South and the West Coast is really, really always connected. So the South chose the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Specifically where I'm from it's if it, I was born in Southern Oklahoma. Um, you know, we all heard ice cubes, my summer vacation. They talked about how Crips and Bloods moved across the country, set up shop with the dope. So that kind of happened in real life where I'm from. And so um the gang set up shop in Oklahoma, Nebraska, Texas, Missouri, Kansas, whatever. So where I'm from, specifically, we had a big like Crippin' Blood influence, like gang influence, mm-hmm. right? And so that was another reason why where I was from was a little bit more partial to the West Coast, right? Um, so I, I distinctly remember uh, Doggy Style and, Dog, uh, you know, like Gin Juice and things like that. Like th- those were the songs that I really, you know, when I was old enough to really materialize whatever. But I'm a child of Rap City and Young TV Raps. So, you know, being a chubby black kid, like Biggie is my tchála. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you know, the, the 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 guys that you saw on Rap City. So, you know, uh, Wu Tang, Nas, mm-hmm. Biggie. Um, I was a little bit, little bit too young for like the the Native Tongues movement. To be honest, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. I'm seven. I'm not gonna cap like I was a yo son at age seven. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, but like you know, ten or eleven. You know, when I kind of really started really understand what was going on. So pretty much. And then, like, where I'm from, there was no, like, like hip-hop radio station. So, my hometown is 100 miles north of Dallas, 100 miles uh, south of Oklahoma City. So, there was no black radio station. So, we really depended on MTV and on TV raps. We had, like, uh, a store called Hastings. I don't think it's a business anymore where you had to go get your CDs at or whatever. But um, I had some cousins on the East Coast from, like, and they would send me music and put me up on stuff or what have you. So, Pretty much, like I said, anything that was a rap, you know what I'm saying, that that was my first memories. And I was the, growing up in the South, where everybody was on the West Coast, I was the eyeball out because I like East Coast stuff.
3: Mm. So
2: like, when I was coming up, we talking about middle school, high school, everybody loved Pac, nobody loved Biggie. Jay got no love, Nas got no love. The only people that really liked was, uh, they like Cameron. they like DMX, they like Mace. They like they like DMX because they remind him of Pac. Mace because he, he rapped a little slower. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Cameron because he's just so damn silly. He's so entertaining. I guess you can't not like Cameron. You know what I'm
0: saying? I'm in yeah. Cincinnati and man, Cameron a god here. Like I remember when he when he was doing this thing with Dipset, like people love Cameron here.
2: Right. Like even yeah. like from Horse and Carriage to like the whole SDE album and things of that nature. So I was, I was, and, 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 and with that said, so with me being 100, so 100 miles north of Dallas and 30 miles north of the Texas border, Texas music was real big. So all the Ghetto Boys, all the um, um, Slim Thug ESG, um, Screwed Up Click, Swisher House, um, Killer Colleon, K Reno, you know what I'm saying? All those guys is real big. You know what I'm saying? Getting into high school, the whole screw thing was big. So even if I wasn't a crazy, crazy fan of it, it was just part of our culture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then Cash Money No Limit came at, you know, for the 99 and the 2000. So it, it was, it was, it was, you know, for me, like one of the perks of being like in Oklahoma, like we was, you know, for the most part, it made me open minded to everything.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? So it made me open minded to, east coast west coast midwest south or whatever i just i just wanted it to be dope
0: right do you remember a, a, an album or a song from a southern uh, artist that that just really spoke to you
2: um so i'm i'm going to give a two part answer the first song the first song that i heard to where i heard the song and i saw it at the same time i want to say it might have been i was in 7th grade i was in houston for a wedding and we driving downtown Houston and I'm looking at the skyline and Lil Troy's Wanna Be A Baller comes on. So mm-hmm. it's like, like, you know, being in Oklahoma, I love Brooklyn, but I never been there before. So like, I never really experienced it until I went to Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, Oklahoma's not known for like a hip hop culture. So it doesn't really have its own identity. So me hearing Wanna Be A Baller, it looked like how the city looked, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but I guess I would say the first, like, life-changing, impactful, like, hip-hop song I heard that really, like, really stuck me was, uh, probably Get Up, Get Out, Outcast, Mm. Goodie Mob, or, uh, uh, Cell Therapy. So I'm like, 11, 12, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, they remind me of my cousins. They You know, a bunch of dudes who sold drugs and, uh, was in the street smoking a whole lot of weed and reading, uh. William Cooper books, talking about, you know what I'm saying, talking about the Illuminati before anybody in New York was talking about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? On cell therapy and things of that nature. Yeah. So it was really relatable and like, it was, you know, it wasn't like the accents, you know, even though Georgia accent, Oklahoma accent is different, but it sounded more like the people who I saw every day.
0: Yeah, that's dope. I wanna pause there and open it up um, to everyone else uh, in the chat right now and ask you all the same question. like. What was, what was the first song or album from the south that really grabbed your attention? Anybody want to take the Imos do you remember? Profound I do me what, what, uh, yeah what was yours profound man my the first
4: one well ghetto boys really for me ghetto <laughs> I mean ghetto boys uh, you know uh, Luke and, and uh, two live crew uh really and then like the, the first what really like stuck stuck was like when outcast came mm. you know with um players ball and all of that when they first really dropped that's and then it, it, you know that's when you know i mean when they what was funny is when i f- first heard them didn't i really didn't even know that they were southern rappers like it didn't matter to me i just thought
0: that they was dope yeah right right yeah definitely iomasi you remember that's a good question, man. Um, it doesn't have to be the first, but you know, just one of yeah, the. Yeah, I mean, songs that captured you.
1: I remember uh, uh, my plant, my mom playing tricks on me. Yeah, you know? that was like that was like huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then um, Scarface the all i have in this world all of all this, i have uh, in this world. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That story joint he went in yeah. man, like and uh yeah of course like outcast and that's yeah i would say that was like pretty much it for me yeah the ones that like really stood out stood
3: out for me
0: that's cool cast
3: yeah uh, same like ghetto boys scarface uh big mike uh, that mm. Big Mike album, Something Serious, uh, Outcast, Goody Mob. I mean, mm. I don't know about specific songs. All the whatever yeah. their first single was, you know, what <laughs> right? I mean? like, so Players Ball for Outcast, Cell uh, so Therapy for Goody. You know, yeah. got that uh, that book he was talking uh, about. Yep. Mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, still- I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Neville, you want to chime in?
5: Yeah, um, first song like um I.O. said, "Ghetto Boys, Mom Playing Tricks on Me" for sure. That that blew up. That was big in New York. Like everybody knew that from your on TV. Raps that got heavy heavy airplay. Yeah. One of the first songs that I'd actually hear on mix shows from the south. Mm-hmm. Besides like, and then I guess two, which is wild. Two Live Crew, Two Live Crew used to get a little love here and there in the videos, I guess with the women and everything. And then um the first album. For me, hip hop wise from the south, I think it's outcast. I think so. That like I bought myself, and then um, like I said, then when I went off to college, it became Scarface, UK, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's when the south really drew on me.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I don't remember which song it was. It probably was Mind Playing Tricks on Me, but it was definitely the Ghetto Boys. Oh yeah, I think it was my first introduction and. In. Man, I, I used to love the Ghetto Boys. Still do. Uh, ate up a lot of their music. But, and I remember one of the albums that I loved more than any other from the South was um, the Goody Mobs. Goody Mobs' first album, uh, Soul Food. Soul Food. Yeah, just love it.
2: That's a Monday, it. Bro. That's Love a that
0: album. Yeah, it's it's a great album. We'll talk about that album later. So okay, cool. Just wanted to pause there for a second and uh, see see where you all were coming from with your first, you know, Southern uh, taste. Uh, so. Uh, all right, so there's lots of you know southern bias. A lot of people hating on the South. We see it, you know, in Facebook groups. I'm sure before that, people in Messenger, or in the chats, or uh, the messaging boards, um, on other websites, like we see it online. What do you see when you go out? Like, cause you tour a lot. You know, you're a touring artist, so you you go all around this country do you see that southern bias that you know people hating on the south what's that experience like it,
2: it, it took it took me a long time to really like thank god i'm a lay bloomer but it took me a long time to kind of like find the fitting as, as a touring artist come from the south like I sold down the gulf states uh even up until like oklahoma and tennessee i did definitely like a good four or five years right um i remember one time and I'm, I'm pretty sure you got you know who he is. He might be watching, but it is what it is. Um <laughs> I don't care if it's facts. So I do this show. I'm way up north in a place I've never been before. And uh I always check the temperature yep. of like, okay, I'm in this venue, small dive crowd. I'm opening up for like a bigger name artist. I'm kind of seeing the type of crowd they bring but I'm just kinda of checking the temperature, make a conversation. So yeah, man, so how we doing it up here? How we rock? He was like, Yo, you know what I'm saying? So you know, I know you from the south, but we really do the country rap, dirty south stuff. You know what I'm saying? We do hip hop. I said, bet. Okay, cool. And I started off with fucking country is motherfucking like you know. I, my, my father was a gospel singer, so my my, my roots for uh, performing is the church. And I hit them with mm-hmm. the goddamn deepest country a southern backwoods song I got first, and bodied the whole crowd. And we friends now. We done done shows together. You know what I'm saying? when he came to Louisiana, we rocked or whatever, but I think I really, I think I changed his mind, right? Oh, wow. Um, um, Like, I had to be kind of, and then, so, I, I'm a weird fit because I'm six foot four, 400 pounds. Uh, I have experience with street gangs, and I'm a conscious nigga, and I'm a country, and I'm a backpacker, and, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't yeah. fit any, I don't fit any mold Right. Like the conscious dude say I'm too street, the southern dude say I'm too backpack, You know what I'm saying? And the ignorant nigga say I'm too black. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't fit any mold. So I always have to like prove myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like so because like New Orleans has a better tradition as it pertains to hip hop or even national artists compared to Baton Rouge. Right. So when you when you when you think when when you think New Orleans, if nothing else. You think back that ass up. But I don't care how much of a backpacker you are. That's one of the greatest party songs of all time. You know what I'm saying? So right. if nothing else, we got that. You know what I'm saying? When when you got when you think about Baton Rouge, you think about Lil Boosie. Now I live I live in Baton Rouge, I work in the streets. So like I understand Lil Boosie's appeal. But from everywhere else, he probably sounds like a damn idiot, right? And so when I'm trying to book a show, let's say in Cincinnati, or if I'm trying to book a show in uh Indianapolis. They think bad rules, the first thing they think is Lil Boosie. Mm-hmm. While I res- I respect some of the music he made back in the day. I don't make music anything like him. And so it took me years and years and years. Of like you, you know, you know how like it's, it, it's really bad in the Midwest. The Midwest has like a lot of the gatekeepers or like 40-year-old white guys who would they they would all the yo son, we keeping the real hip-hop culture types of stuff or whatever. <laughs> Yep. Me try to break. Me try to break into that. It took me a while, and so it took me kind of like, you know, like like really having to earn my keep and getting on through other artists who kind of make more of the traditional sound of hip hop to 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 kind of co sign me in. And once I got in, the Midwest, you know, Midwest is big, but it's become one of my best markets. But it's 100%. It was, you know, it's, it's a lot of bias. Like, yeah. they hear my accent. They, yep. you know, what I'm saying. And then like being that spe- specifically be for Baton Rouge. You, you can't name another quote-unquote underground conscious rapper. So I'm like the first, so, so like I'm pioneering it both in the city and in the region, and at the same time, I'm the representative for it outside of the region. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's real, it's, it's a strange situation, and I have to battle with it, but I've done really well. I've done really well with it.
0: Yeah, that's though, and that that's one of the things that I appreciate about you, and you touched on it, is that you – you can't really fit Marcel P. Black in any, you know, grouping. You can't right. box, you can't box you in, you know. Um, case in point, you know, your your album that you came out with this year it has Sky Zoo on it. And you wouldn't think an MC from Baton Rouge would have, you know, this very East Coast Sky Zoo. But, uh. And
2: Wordsworth. Like, I do Oh yeah, and Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Yeah. Wordsworth. bro. That's right. Like, oh, so, it was crazy about the Sky Zoo. Like, he rapping at double time. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm thinking, you know, like, you don't never rap it double time, but right. you give me the double time bars, hey. Right? But you know, that's my guy. That's my guy.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So I want to do a little something with, at towards the end. We'll do a a little game called One Word, where I'll show you an album and we'll say the word that comes to our mind. I want to do One Word Challenge with uh, cities. So I'm gonna say a, a city from the south, and in the hip hop context, I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. All right. All right. So first we'll go Houston.
2: Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Square Squareface. Scarface. All right. Miami. Uh Strip clubs. I'm I'm joking. Uh <laughs> Rick Ross. Rick Ross. First uh Port Arthur. Um of course, uh, Bun B. Memphis. Um you know, I'm 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 really into the underground. So I'm going to say Jason the hater
0: oh man I don't even know tell us about Jason the hater I don't know this person
2: Jason the hater is a part of the crew called IMC I my coalition his whole I ain't gonna say gimmick but this whole thing is being a hater he wants you to boo him when you see him and like he, he he's he's a he's a former college athlete uh he's about six foot two he was played quarterback at the University of Memphis and he is a clown but he has some of the one of the best punchline rappers I know he is hilarious he's he's just as funny as as a comedian as he as and he, as he's dope as an MC and he's part of a crew called IMC and I swear they like the Memphis digging in the crates. They called the Iron Mike Coalition. Then my OG's out of Memphis. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out IMC and Jason the Hater.
0: That's dope. I saw Casmeta. you jumped up on that. You know about Jason Hater or Jason uh, Jason the hater? Jason the hater, yeah. The hater. Okay, got it, got it. That's cool. I'm gonna have to look into it. Play, he's played
2: he's uh, played um, I know uh cole knows him. He's played two by two before, and uh oh, he dope. does a lot of stuff with uh with uh uh infinito 2017. He oh, does yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. with like autos guys in Chicago. Cool the coach I'll of to, power
3: forty five. Yeah, he knows auto. I have to check that out. Yeah, I know him. I've done shows with him and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's, Just, yeah, he's hilarious. He yes. he's a he's a damn fool.
2: Yes. <laughs> Don't curse, but he'll, he'll battle anybody and beat you.
0: That's awesome. I'm gonna check him out. All right, a couple more cities. Atlanta.
2: Uh Atlanta. Uh I'm gonna say Killer Mike. Could everybody Mike. say that's my doppelganger? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: last one, New Orleans.
2: Truth Universal. Who's that? Tell us about Truth that. Universal. He is the Louisiana God MC. Uh, uh, Trinidad born, raised in New Orleans. Five percent of true school, traditional, underground, conscious hip hop. One of the most one of, one of the most respected underground hip hop guys coming out of the South. He, he's not really rapping as much anymore. But like I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Truth University. Like you have, wow. you have I'm, I'm I'm gonna send you some of his stuff, man. Like, yeah, please do. Like he's he's super dope. He's like imagine the Southerner with a Trinidad with a Caribbean accent with over boom bap. Like he's he's incredible. You know, you mentioned uh,
0: that he has a five percenter influence, or he's a five percenter. You also mentioned that your dad, I think your dad was a, a
2: pastor. I think you said gospel, he's he's a deacon in the gospel music. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, yeah. How, what role do you think? Uh, religion, spirituality is played on Southern hip
2: hop. 100%. So like, so I'm gonna say this, this might be a hot take, right? Follow me though. Um, If we we follow the history of hip hop, we understand that um, a lot of it was created by immigrants from the Caribbean, be it uh, Puerto Rican, be it Jamaican or Trinidadian or whatever. I have this hot take that says and follow me, follow me. And I'm not on no A.D.O.S. shit, but like, <laughs> hip hop truly <clears throat> didn't become American until it came to the South. Um, like, mm. like it sound, it sounded like uh, the remnants of the peculiar institution of slavery. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like these, so like, so like, and I'm gonna get if we if we get, there, I'm gonna get there. So like, when people talk about like a person like Busta Rhymes, the Carribean one, or even Biggie, people who have like. Caribbean, Jamaican parents, sometimes yeah. they're kind of rapping Patois. Yep. When you hear Juvenile rapping on Han in this super duper, duper deep uh, New Orleans accent, it's the same thing, right? Mm. It's, 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 it, it is, it's so they're rapping. So when, 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 when Karis One raps the Patois, uh, Bus Round raps the Patois, he is rapping the language of his ancestors mixing in with mm-hmm. African, you know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Yeah.
2: And it's the same thing, it's the same thing with Southerners, you know what I'm saying? Be it from a person, well, Playa's got a fake accent, but like, you know, super, <laughs> like, people, okay, people, people like, um, like, s- since we're disconnected from our mother tongue or what have you, yeah, intrinsically, it's in us to articulate the ways that we did from our mother country. So like, literally, the reason why a lot of people in certain parts, if they come from a, that lineage from a, lineage from a p- particular tribe, mm-hmm. if they say scraped as opposed to straight. It's because that mother tongue doesn't have an ST sound, hmm. so so it's, it's it's not ignorance. It's not, but it is harkening back to that mother tongue, similar to how somebody might break into some Patois or similar to how Wild Club might break into some Haitian Creole, right? Yeah. So, um, so, and then as as it pertains to the the, the first form, the first right that enslaved people had on the plantation was the ability to sing, right? So like when we couldn't read, we couldn't write. They'll let african enslaved people sing on the plantation and a lot of them were freedom songs disguised as gospel hymns so so like gospel is the basic of american-born music it ain't, like it ain't that dun, 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 that, that shit ain't american right like the shit that came from the from 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 these plantations was the origin of american music so when we're dealing with gospel you know what I'm saying? Like just the Southern particular gospel, we're talking about the, the instrumentation. We're talking about, you know, like Clyde Silverfield is not from New York City, mm. right? Like all, the, all these drummers who, who were sampled on all these break beats from James Brown and you know, all these different bands with, with all these jazz. Jazz, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana. So anything, so if it's jazz music and Pete Rock chopping it up, he's, he is, he's chopping up something that came from a southern from from a southern tradition, you know what I'm saying. From most likely from southern artists, right? So yeah. the production of it is that's that is that is naturally American. And so like, so, you know, I get frustrated when I hear people talk about like we we we, we speak about like um, it's still in 2020 when people speak about the South's contribution to hip hop, like we ain't been there from the beginning hmm. because you know what I'm saying. Like like when, when, when you doing the peace the president, that drummer that you sampling, you know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers from the south. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like it did as far as the church, everything from the singing, from the singing, from the harmonizing to like um, you know, the, the accents and everything like that or what have you. I mean, it's 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 all so southern southern influence has always been a part of hip hop culture, way before some rich white man come out and fired it and sold it to the masses.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's dope. Profound mm-hmm. IO. I'm curious to know what you think. Did anything um, stand out to you from what Marcel was just talking about? What What stood out to me mostly is that the
4: differences and the divisiveness still in the separation. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? The separation, the prejudice, you know, in um, it it's amazing to me, you know, as I sit and, and, and think about it now, because there's so much happening in our world right now. And, and, and as, 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 as brother was explaining it, I'm thinking to myself, like he hasn't, he has a point like, and then, and then I I asked the question of myself, well, why does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, when did it become a point to where it mattered rather than it just being about the music or just being about the culture period Mm -hmm. you know like I said like we was talking about outcasts I didn't know that they was from down south when I heard when I heard it I liked what I heard you know same same thing with with ghetto boys when I heard the ghetto boys like I didn't know the fifth ward was in Texas I didn't you know when I was too young I didn't know nothing about that I was in Illinois you know so I just think that it's, it's it's interesting to to notice that you know, the same thing that we're experiencing that we see in the world going on, you know, today outside of the hip hop culture is actually going on inside of the culture and actually always has.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Ayo, any
3: thoughts?
1: What stands out to me more is about the 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 different dialect. Mm. Like uh it's a book out that's called Spoken Soul by Rickford. Right, and they talk (laughs) about, you know, the history. African-American vernacular. Yeah, the African-American vernacular, you know what I mean? So how that's connected to African, how that's connected to Caribbean. So it's like we all connected, you know what I mean? I tried to get some like West Indians here to, to, to bite on it by saying that it's a similar kind of like dialect. When you go to Savannah, Georgia, it almost sound West Indian, you know hmm. what I mean? Uh, but they were like, no, nah, it's not, we're not the same. But in a sense, we're all kind of connected, you know what I mean? Yeah. In that sense, like, uh, like I know Outcast, they had a song, I think it was Andre's song. And he said, when we first went somewhere, he said in a rhyme, and they thought we was we was from Jamaica
2: y'all y'all from the islands
1: yeah yeah no yeah. no nah, nah, I'm the from Island, Atlanta right. baby we he from Savannah about, baby yeah yeah. yeah 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 so it's like it's all connected man like we we're, we're all connected as people of you
2: know like 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 specifically in Africa. New Orleans like they call they people people call New Orleans the 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 northernmost Caribbean city you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like New Orleans and Haiti are connected you know what I'm saying like the from the the creole to the louisiana creole to the haitian creole to like the Congo Square because New Orleans was a poor city. So it was a place to where everybody, you know what I'm saying, on the slave trade was stopping off or whatever. So like the Congo, people say the Congo Square in New Orleans was the birthplace of American music as we know it. You know what I'm saying? So like, but these different accents. So like when when you're hearing, when 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 you're hearing these accents of juvenile rap like that or what have you, you're listening to, you're literally listening to a person speaking his mother tongue without knowing the language. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Just the 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 phrasing, the the way words. Are, if you're familiar with African American vernacular English, the word, the way words are phrasing, like like, like asking a question when you're making the statement, like that is the, 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 the like you know you in a badass ass eye. I'm making the statement, but I'm saying huh, like it's a question. That is that is directly that is directly connected to a to um, a verbal conjugation in some African tribes. So it's not because he's ignorant; he's speaking his tongue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that, that that touches on something that I I you know when, when we were having that not debate but when people were hating on the on the message on the Facebook uh post something that I kept on telling people is that you know artists are showing up as as themselves in their music. And that's what artists are supposed to do. If if you're an artist influenced by your environment, which all artists are influenced by their environment, then your environment's going to influence you, and that's how you're going to show up. And there was, there was some back and forth about, nah, these, you know, these rappers from the south, Cash Money and 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 No Limit, they were just they were just doing that to get paid. It was all about money. They they didn't care about the music. How would you respond to to uh, criticism like that?
2: Let me tell you something. Woo, here we go. Let me let me get a sip. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm. It's, it's, it's no it's no history. I don't try to hide. I don't try to hide that I'm 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 you know I have a particular political education. The people who ruin hip hop were old white men who were not from the south.
6: Yeah.
2: Period. White yeah. white white men who run these record labels do not get the smoke they do. They deserve the same smoke as yeah. the motherfuckers who own big pharma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They deserve the same smoke who own and a lot of them are invested in big pharma and in prison systems. Yeah. Um they they you know I can I can go super i can't find a book right now but i can go super duper deep with it and, and i i did i did about 10 years ago i did a whole lot of history that show where um how COINTELPRO pro and u.s intelligence agencies work with the music industry in order to um in, in in order to spread this type of political propaganda uh the fbi work Tupac is two is according the famous breath leaders by jeff john potash there's a couple i can send y'all links so y'all know i ain't just talking out my ass yeah. you know what i'm saying but 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 so so these were these were old white men who sold the culture out and yeah. they blame it on Chief Keith and they blame it on Lil' Uzi Vert, and Lil Yachty. Um right. like like these like all these New York City labels at one point, you know, like it, it, it's so crazy to me, and I got love from New York. I love backpack underground hip hop, I love hip hop, period. But it's so crazy how New York always still kind of holds on to we started it when New York, like, New York rappers have a sound. like New York rappers in damn near 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Even Cameron said, don't let me know when the fuck did New York City start start bouncing. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I remember when you guy was on BET Uncut, he got a song called Dirty Dirty, and the song was fucking terrible, right? <laughs> and it's, so, and like, like if, if if you think about, you know, the big movements with Dipset, you think about the big movements with uh, ASAP Mob, all that shit was Southern, like yeah. Southern sounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you listen to Pop Smoke, He's not even making a New York sound. All the all the the hip hop New York guys are underground rappers. The mainstream guys from uh, Nas Nas had records with Lil John when it was hot. Jay Z was in New Orleans back in 2000. I mean back in 1997. So it's been gone. It's it's been gone from up there, what have you. And um, so like and, and and another thing I want to point on too. Um, once I have another chip on my shoulder because. When we, and you probably see me talking about this. Every single time we start talking about hip hop, we only focus on the mainstream people, right? So we always forget. While we're talking about the South, you asked me about Miami and we talked about Houston. Let's talk about riding North Carolina with Little Brother in the Justice League.
3: Yep, let's yep. go to, let's
2: go to Lessons to Kentucky and let's talk about Cunning Linguists and the whole piece of Strange movement and Scheisse yep. Christ. Let's go to um, Waco, Christ. Texas. Look, yes. Oh, that motherfucker is incredible. Easy, easy uh, let's go to Waco Texas and let's talk about symbolic one and the strange fruit project yeah yeah you know what i'm saying let, 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 let's, let's let's go to um i think oh gosh onyx out of uh, not onyx uh some in with x i can't remember It's escaping <laughs> me based out, based out of Houston let's go to um you know what i'm saying rules yeah. Rouge your relatives they was doing underground boom bap shit that sounded like slum village in Baton Rouge in 2000 oh, dope. you know what i'm saying yeah. so so it's like so we forget that like the South is, of course, the South has always had, like, um, I mean, if you want to go to producers, Ski Beats is from North Carolina. Mm. Uh, DJ Premier is from is from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If we, if, if we, you know, so, it's, so it's, if, if we look at the etymology from where all this stuff comes from, hip-hop is always represented from the influences, what came outside, what they love to listen to. It's always been that, but we always go to the people who sold the most records first They got the most thing, and, like, we we neglect the real culture. I can tell you, mm. you asked me about the big cities. My favorite place to go to was Birmingham, Alabama. Like mm. I would much rather go to Tampa, Florida than go to Miami. Uh Tulsa has probably one of the best independent hip hop scenes in the South right now, period. Right. And so we, we always go to these major cities, but we look over all these places and where the culture is. Right. That's the 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 the, the culture that is comparable to anywhere you can name. In the heart of the midwest you know yeah. what i'm saying Yeah. yeah. and so like th- th- those are things that we always got to keep in fruition and like in terms of the mainstream stuff like like we didn't sell that shit out we got exploited we got exploited and when you got poor people who ain't never had they never seen no money yeah they're gonna do it but right. that's that's what that's unfortunately that's what capitalism is yeah that's what capitalism is
0: yeah, I like I like I appreciate you uh, talking about these record label executive gatekeepers. Yep. You know what I call them, um, and I think you're absolutely right that you know obviously each individual human being is responsible for each human being's actions. And when you think about it in that light, the human being that has you know the biggest influence has the biggest responsibility. And when they when they don't you know w- when they mess up. We need to hold them, you know, accountable. And like because,
2: because because like like we don't create the systems, right? Like, exactly. Little Uzi, little Uzi Vert, like like we got we got to give when we talk about six nine, we got to give Julian Grant, we got to give Lucian Grange that smoke. You know what I'm saying? We got to, we got to give the owner of, of Vivendi, we got to give Barry Weiss, we got to give him the smoke.
0: Right. For like
2: yeah. Barry Weiss when he was over at Jive, telling Too Short, you know, we don't want any more content kind of raps. He wants you to talk about bitches and pussy. You know what I'm saying, and we, 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 this is what we want to push. We want to when, when Chief Keith got hot, y'all from Chicago. When he got hot, he was on house arrest from pointing the gun at police, and he wasn't on no Fred Hampton type shit. He was on some ignorant nigga shit, and he he shot that video when I, on house arrest because he couldn't go outside. He blew up, and these white men in New York gave him all types of money. So we gotta get we, we, we gotta give them that smoke. So we we want to talk about how ignorant Chief Keith is. We also gotta talk about their enabler. Yeah, we can't no. we can't we can't. We can't they they are investing in gang wars in Chicago with this music.
0: Yeah, you know totally what I'm saying.
2: So we, yep. it, 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 it it's the same thing. Like it's white supremacy doing this, you know, working systematically, just like in every other single type of like super duper wealthy capital capitalistic system. Yeah, and but 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 because we enjoy some of that ignorant shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, we don't get them the smoke that they deserve.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Ayo Mas, I, I saw you mm-hmm. jump up earlier in the conversation. You were about to jump in. Was there something that you wanted to, to add?
1: Yeah, based on what Marcel was saying, they had a podcast. My wife and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh, the letter, this letter that went around uh, that was saying that the music industry, no, it wasn't the music industry, it was like the government, And they came up with this letter and they was like, well, you know, if you want to make a profit or if you want to like ensure that these group of people stay oppressed or stay um, or, you know, to like stigmatize them as criminals or whatever, like shift the music. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably doing a horrible job of paraphrasing. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, so, like, exactly so, so, so a lot of like I,
1: record labels are like denying this letter that went around. But go ahead, Marcel. Go ahead. No, 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 no,
2: no. So, 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 like, I know exactly. What, I know what podcast you're talking about. It was yeah. on NPR the other day. It was on NPR. yeah. yeah, yeah so, so, yeah. um, so, um. I don't think that letter was real. Um, I do think, I think the same person who wrote the, the Willie Lynch letter, letter, wrote that letter too. Mm. But there is, there, there is evidence. There is evidence. Um, I'm not a big Homeboy Sandman fan, but Homeboy Sandman, was he got his master's African-American studies. He went to law school. He's very, very brilliant. He's a really, really good researcher. And I want to say maybe about 10 years ago, he wrote like a definitive article showing all these links from how uh, all these major labels have invested in the private prison system. Mm. So so with the, what the what what the letter says is in nineteen ninety two there was this big meeting on some big island or somewhere or whatever. And it was uh, it was pretty much uh all these records just came together and was like, yo, we need to, we need to invest in private prisons and we need yeah, to push this criminality. We, we, we need to push was. this criminality. So while good. I don't know, I don't like I got my degree in history so I ain't seen enough footnotes to think that shit is real, but um, I can I don't have my book with me, but and I I can send you the book if you guys want to look at it yourself or whatever. I've seen the FBI files and I've seen where U.S. intelligence agencies really did reach out. Like I want to say some in the '60s and '70s, his last name is Sadler. One of the vice presidents for Warner Brothers also was the um like deputy for like psychological warfare for the CIA no cap mm. like this this ain't no white hat this ain't no tin hat shit there ain't no alex jones type shit like for real for real like you can look yeah. it up it's, it's it's all it's all in like, the, the freedom information act you can look up all these fbi files and things of that nature like um a, a lot of u.s intelligence agencies um um funded a lot of these journalism schools right mm. like a lot of like black uh black radical uh media people they oh. hate to array the, the the hip-hop journalists to array because yeah he came he came through this he came through a particular i can't remember what school but he came through a particular school that was that was funded by u.s intelligence agencies which which were um to to put in the particular type of propaganda against black culture and so like if you th- if you think about to raise takes on a lot of stuff you'd be like whatever so so right. but i i 100 i 100 think like minutes a lot i don't want to sound crazy but like <laughs> but like, like, um, like the the I'm so the, the main focus of the particular book. One of the main things I guess you could say the thesis is is that Death Row Records um, was a, a front by U.S. intelligence agencies to stop the East Coast with to 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 stop the peace treaty amongst the gangs in L.A. in that time period. Mm. And like literally, if you look at the records, um, the, the the principal owner, the money man behind Death Row Records, was Harry O., who was a Crip, and he was also Rick Ross's uh, right-hand man getting, getting cracked from the CIA. Um, David Kenner was a CIA trial, mm-hmm. a trial lawyer and the music muscle was Suge Knight. So Suge Knight the whole fan. The only reason why he in jail, because he ain't told nobody. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> but like, but like, so, and, and they, they talk about like how, how, if you look how like a lot of these record labels are moving away from gangster rap. And then you got, got the chronic comes out and you hear, um, Dr. Dre say, no more, um, no more African beads and medallions, straight gangster shit. Like, so it's it's, it's, it's it's a lot to it. And mm-hmm. I definitely think there's larger forces at play. And I, I've, I've done some of the research that, that, that talks about, you know what I'm saying, like literal, like last thing I'm gonna say on this point, when you look at a couple of years ago, the picture with Leo Cohen and Kanye West wearing the MAGA hat, the other white guy was a CEO of Universal. And they they doing the Proud Boys okay thing, right? Mm. Like if, if like it's so so it's these a lot of these guys, like just just like anybody who's who's in that the whatever, these guys are not even Trump supporters, they are white supremacists, and they will sell you anything. You know what I'm saying? Anything mm. like the first form of entertainment, popular culture in the United States of America was minstrel shows, period. Mm. Because yeah. Poor, poor white people couldn't go to the operas and rich white people who go to the Beethoven sound and shit, they weren't coming to the goddamn barn burners where they playing banjos and shit. Right. And so the first social equalizer in America was Mr. shows. So America has always been entertained by black exploitation, period. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it is no different as, you know, in 2020.
0: Yeah. No, there's a there's definitely a lot there. And, um, you, you know, if you think of a, a Uh, a hip hop head, you know, someone, regardless of where they're from, someone that grew up on like East coast music and looks at the South without any of that context. And they just look at a rapper that sounds very different from what their context is. Doesn't sound, you know, quote unquote, educated, whatever. And they just, they just set just very quickly cast judgment. He's whack, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's part of why I wanted to do this show to, to add some context to show people, you know, there's more there. You know, it's not just some rapper just grabbing a mic. It, it There's it, it's deep. There's a lot. There's so, a lot. There's, there's a lot of context. Go ahead.
2: You say you say educated. Just, I'm not going to. I'm Virbio. So you got to stop me going on too long. Um, <laughs> oh, <You're>
0: good. Good.
2: <laughs> the Majority of the HBCUs that educate most black people are in the South. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Luther King is from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Hewitt P. Newton is from Monroe, Louisiana. Bobby Seal is from Dallas, Texas. Right. Uh, Geronimo Pratt is from um Geronimo Pratt is from Morgan City, Louisiana. H. Rap Brown is where I'm from, Southern Oklahoma. Right. We can talk about Ralph Ellison. We could talk about the first successful uh, uh black nationalist movement with OW Gurley and Tulsa, Oklahoma with Black Wall Street. We 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 can talk about so, so, so like e- even if you want to talk about y'all from Chicago, y'all know how Larry Hoover and Jeff Fort Random people mm-hmm. nations and the folk nation, where they from? Sure. Mississippi. <laughs>
3: they from Down Mississippi.
2: They're they from Mississippi. You feel me? Tookie mm-hmm. Williams is from New Orleans. So, like, so literally, now of course they led people in a bad way, but they still have genius level leadership qualities. So some of the yeah. most intelligent, articulate, most educated, uh um, um, Aside the from the south. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about like it's revolution,
1: is from Alabama,
2: 100. percent So And I I apologize for leaving our black women. That's my bad or whatever. Fannie Lou Hamer. So what we talk about, and and you know why? Because that's where the goddamn oppression was real as fuck at. So you had to get that education, and you had to really go out there and fight. And so specifically for black people, when you talk about intelligence, man, what would we be without Martin Luther King? Yeah. What would we be without the Black Panthers? And so so, so for me, specifically, when I hear white men talk about the ignorance of the South, I can't help but Feel like a little racial tension, even if they don't yeah. know. And, yeah. for, and for me, as a person who tours, a lot of people who say that ain't never been to the south for real. For right. real, you ain't never sweated in Alabama on a hundred on a hundred and fifteen out day. You ain't never seen <laughs> these conditions. You, you you don't understand how, like, well, I live in bad rules, bro. I, I'm from Oklahoma, right? So, Oklahoma has the most incarcerated people in the country in the world. I'm sorry, in the world. Louisiana's number two. Louisiana has the the, the youngest, uh, has the, the highest amount of impoverished kids under the age of 18. Um, there's, a, there's an area code in Baton Rouge, 70805 has some of the highest dropout rates, highest HIV rates in the country. So you're not factoring in mm-hmm. sanctions, st- white supremacist policies that are affecting education. Yeah. And, and, and this is what it comes out to. So when I hear people talk about juvenile or whatever, you don't understand, you, you're not looking at like the political conditions that creates these type of accents or creates like the reason why I think 20s is something that's going to save my life is it's a lot to it. Now, I'm not excusing everybody's ignorance, sure, but but like you're overlooking a whole lot of shit. Yeah, you well, what it, I'm saying? well yeah.
0: you said you're not you're not overlooking anyone's ignorance. But that, that's the thing, though, if, if if you're just going to point out a, a, a result of the system and say and blame that person and not look at the people that made the system. That's just that's just not fair, you know. And,
2: I, you, and I, I, I'm 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 gonna make a point real quick. Now Biggie died in '97, age 24. Y'all can't name me one positive Biggie Small song, and I and that's my favorite rapper of all time. The <laughs> only reason why I said Biggie Small is a go because he died, right? Because he didn't give us that much music. But right. everything, even though skies the Limit, he talked about bitches and cutting people with razor blades, right? Like he, he he everything he said, he talked about uh 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 you know uh robbing pregnant women and. My nigga gotta kidnap kids fucking minute. Like he said some terrible shit, right? Yeah, I guarantee like but we like the way he says it, right? Mm-hmm. Content-wise, Lil Boosie has more positive content because he lived longer, of course. But he has more positive socioeconomic. Like, we love MOP. MOP ain't said nothing but goddamn thuggery, right? Right, you know what I'm saying? Like what what, what? nothing but the whole ignorant thuggery shit? Um, I love Sean Price. So I probably didn't have the best punchlines about selling crack, right? So, like, so so I, I remember making this argument. Um, I was at a conference in Atlanta and, and I got up to speak, and they were talking about hip hop. And just follow me here, they were talking about hip hop, and they said, Oh, you can't speak you from Bad Rules, all you know is little Boosie. And I made the argument that Boosie is just as hip hop as most deaf is, not in the way they sound. But most death tells you exactly what it is to be a black man living in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, to a T. I could play some songs to where Lil Boosie would rap about South Baton Rouge, like you're there. Yeah. And and when we talk about hip hop, art self-expression, how can you critique somebody from expressing and making it sound like, of course, Lil Boosie's music is not going to sound like it's Bed-Stuy, right? Right. Boom. Yeah. It, it whatever. And the thing about it is, people from Bed-Stuy would try to sound like where they're from. Lil Boosie from before the other way around, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so like, like I understand that, like what little Webby talks about is not much different what what Cameron talks about. It just sound different.
0: Sound different. Yeah, no, uh, totally, totally. Something else that I really appreciate about the South other than the music um, is the independence. And I was thinking about this the other day, you know, before, before rap a lot, was it? Was there, was there a, a like a big independent record label oh, before that, rap a yeah, lot?
2: That, that, like I'm saying, anywhere, anywhere. Um, if you if you want to call those New York City companies independent, like your Sugar Heels and your Cold Chillings, man, that's an in industry. But that's all it was at the time, right? Like right. It, it, that's what it was at the time. Whatever. Um, no, I, I can't. I can't. I, I mean, you, pe- people say that Steve Rifkin with uh with loud music but that, that was in the 90s or whatever but I, I think um I think it's a situation to where like like a lot of a lot I, I think one of the beautiful things a lot of other reasons why hip-hop from the south sounds like it sounds because y'all wouldn't come to where we from mm. and so so therefore we didn't have to and and, and we wasn't budging to sound like we was where y'all, were. I'm saying y'all, but like we didn't we didn't have to right. we didn't try to sound like we was from up north because we un we had we we learned how to master what we had down south and people yeah. fuck with it. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like like the, the independent hustle that got named Arizona and uh slugging them got up there in Minnesota, that shit come from got now Master P. The having your own yeah. you own a record store, having your own mommy pop record store. Uh, they would tell you, and would P tell you that he went to the West Coast, he found uh E40's Uncle St. Charles, who was originally from the South, you know what I'm saying, out there in the Bay Area. He learned the independent hustle, came back down south and perfected the shit. Now, yeah. the, 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 the the way the way um the way Rap a lot was moving was slightly different from how Master P was moving or where have you, but like the out the trunk having my own store having my own distribution type situation, all this stuff, like all the touring that you see, you know what I'm saying? The Chitlin, like, they don't call it the Chitlin circuit up north, but what the fuck do MERS do? What do, what do, that's the same, it's the same thing. Like, like, we, like, we brought the independence to the game, and yeah. like, Master P and, 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 and Cash Money, yeah. getting those deals when Universal, opened it up for everybody else to get these big budget deals or whatever, independently, and kind of get their money back. So now everybody's trying to go back independent. Right. We've been doing that for 30 years.
0: Right, yeah. That's something I really appreciate uh, about the South. Mm -hmm. For sure. So we're going to go into a little segment here called One Word uh, Celebrate Some Music. After that, I want to go around and um, see what y'all favorite top five albums from the South are. So you can start thinking about that. Top five favorite albums from the South. Um, but Marcel, the way we do this, I'm going to flash an album cover and I'll say the name and title for those that listen to the podcast. And you just tell me the first word that comes to your mind when you see the, the album and then we can talk about it more if we need to. So first one is Soul Food by Goody Mob. Uh, uh, the intro, Free. Mm, free. I love that intro.
2: God is so hard. Living is life.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I love that. All right. Second, and, and that beat on Soul Food, one of my mm-hmm. favorite beats in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. beat. Man, so good. Okay. Second one, we you talked about it a little bit. Ready to Die by The Toy's um, Big.
2: Give me the loop. Oh. Give
0: me the loop. Man, I remember talking to someone that they thought Sadat X was on that song.
2: No, no. Oh, because it was going back and forth with the with the voices. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, with the
0: voices, because it sounded kind of like yeah, Sidhu. So yeah, 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 I love that yeah. song. That's that's probably one of my favorite songs on that album. All right. Oh.
2: Ne-
0: next one, the listening,
2: my oh, little brother. Uh, is it? I can't. I, uh, all for you. Oh. Is 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 is, is that, I, I. Is all for you or far away from me? I think it's all for you. I
0: think it's all for you.
2: I, I don't. The only, the only critique, the
0: only critique I have about this album is the darn credits are hard to read because they printed them in white print over. The, anyway,
2: all for you. That's my favorite. Look, probably my favorite little brother. So I look, that's what my. That's probably like how people would love tribe and that whole movement. I was young when they came out. Right. So Justice League is my native tongues. So I am a. I am a. I am a Justice League head. What did you think about
0: their uh, last album last year?
2: The uh, Brother? Which one was it? This and one. I, that joint. Middle Lord, watch. I drove to Dallas with my partner four days, before, five days before I left for tour to be gone for six weeks. No, to be gone for sixteen days. I drove from Baton Rouge to Dallas. It was like a seven-hour drive to see them in Dallas because they weren't coming to Louisiana. I've seen, I've, I've seen foreign exchange and I had seen Big Pooh solo, but I had never seen Little Brother, and I was in heaven. I was in heaven. I love the album. I play the album probably five, at least, it probably gets at least five hours of my week on a minimum. I love it. I <laughs> love dope. every, the song, everything, like, yeah. puts tears in my eyes. I, I love it album, I love it.
0: It's such a good, it was one of the best albums from last year, for sure. I love, I,
2: that I love it. I
0: love
2: so, it, I love it. so good. It. Hey, I'm a, I'm a LB head. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Fonte stan.
0: So when they performed, did they do skits and like do jokes? During their performance? Because I saw
2: Fontaine could have another career as a comedian. Yeah, he could. Hilarious.
0: I saw them perform. Hilarious. Actually, Kaz Meta's on the call. He was with me. I saw them perform in uh Cincinnati. I think after they put out the minstrel show. And uh, man, they killed it. And they were like they were hilarious. They, they were like I love taking it to them. church in between sessions. It was great. All right.
2: Um, what about this album right here? MERS 316, MERS and Ninth Wonder. Because because I got on MERS because I'm a little brother hand. so I would just, I would just, I would just Google, I would go on LimeWire and I would Google anything Fonte, and they got the song "The Rain" where he singing on the hook, mm. and that's how I got on MERS. So I'm a big yeah. like I'm all, I have, I own I own the physicals for every single Murs the ninth one of the album. Oh, that's dope. That's dope.
0: What do you think yeah, so, about so, what do you think about the one they released last year? It was more of a ninth council
2: album, but the night shift. What are you talking about? Uh uh we don't rap over our vocals here come on man <laughs> we worked the night so you know i'm the, you know i'm the leader of that booth so yeah. he said that i'm like yo my, you know i i, I saw murray's live with locksmith in new Orleans last Meet me and locksmith were real, we're real good friends and he introduced murray's he's tiny he's a tiny guy but he hit it off he's a really good guy he rocked the show but he said that i'm like i was already in i was already in on <laughs> murray when that out of like, that bar right there i'm going crazy that's my joint
0: so before, before we go into the last album cover can you tell the people more about this movement that don't rap over your vocals? What is that all about?
2: Man, <laughs> I've always, I, I have, you know, I, I push scene as, as a live performer, I push MC. I push,
3: yeah.
2: I push not being too drunk to perform. I push rehearsal, I push breath control. I push taking care of your voice. I push, regardless of what type of rapper you are, if you a turn up rapper or if you a MC, lyrical, spherical guy, I wanna hear every single word with no backing vocals. And so, um, I something, and I've always been talking about the shit, and it kind of became a, t- uh, a tongue in cheek type of joke. <laughs> every everywhere as a touring artist, everywhere across the country I went, like I've been a career conscious rapper, but I became more known for the guy talking about not rapping over vocals, right? And so, um, last year I made a nas- I made July uh, the International Stop Rapping Over Vocals Month. July 25th, <laughs> it is it- because I said so. Um, July twenty fifth International Stop Rapping Over Vocals Day, and I am the leader of the Real MCs on rap Over Vocals movement. If you go on any of my social media, you will see it everywhere on my timeline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, for me, like I'm not only a client, I'm a president. I'm four hundred pounds. I can rock a forty five minute set and body everybody with no vocals. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, I... like I'm I'm, 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 nice with it. And like, I've had people, I've had people rap over vocals before me, and they come back and apologize to me afterwards.
0: Man, I love that you know meme. Saying? You you got that you put that one meme out where it was like it was a cartoon of a guy like texting the girl, like, you know, what's up? Why why aren't you calling <laughs> oh! me back? And she's like, I don't talk to dudes who rap over their vocals. <laughs> listen, 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 chills.
2: Chill. You, you see how much you see how much I post about this stuff, right? Oh yeah. That, that meme gets me in trouble every time. That's the meme <laughs> that gets that's the meme that, that, that pisses everybody off. I post about it 30 times a day, but that meme, every time I post it, people to piss. It gets shared a bunch of times and it gets pissed. What do you what think saying? it's about
0: the what, what is it about that one?
2: I don't maybe because it's a meme of a pretty black woman with a big booty. I don't know. Like I think, you know, <laughs> well, I guess I I, I I I guess I guess they laughing at me. I guess amongst the like <laughs> I guess amongst like the dudes, it's more of a rap thing. But when we bring big booty black women to the hole. up, like, you're going too far now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have you <laughs> that's funny.
0: Have you ever um like gotten into you know some some heated conversations with rappers about it?
2: Uh, people get mad online, but I don't argue people online about that type yeah. of shit. But I mean, in
0: person, have you ever had any good, or not heated, but six, just like good conversations with cats that like rap over their vocals and you tell them, I am hey, don't four, do that? I 400
2: pounds. <laughs> I go blackfist and gang signs. If they feel the way, they ain't said it to me. But but but, but, but simply but like, you know, I clown about it, but literally I'm trying to push them scene, right? Yeah, like, yeah I yeah, want yeah, you to for be better. Sure. Because this, this thing about it, like, you hear people complaining about rapping over vocals all the time. I've never heard somebody complain about not rapping on the vocals. Yeah, like I-, I tell young artists, even if you're doing some ignorant type of shit or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you will stand out amongst everybody else if they hear every single word and your breath yeah. control is better. Especially yeah. with COVID, got everything fucked up now. But now that we're in the era of performing as as a way for getting your most money, the streams don't pay shit. It behooves you to be the most professional, best performer ever. And so, like, I've converted so many people who was like, okay, I see what you're talking about, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I've often talked about with live performance is, you know, if if you go to a show where like hip hop heads are and you perform hip hop heads are going to, you know, they'll either like you or they won't, but they're there to listen to you. But so often, you know, when you're trying to get on and you accept shows where you're in front of people that aren't necessarily there for, a concert or for the show or not hip hop fans, what you have to do is become an entertainer, not just a dope MC. So you have to figure out like, how can I move this crowd? How can I capture this crowd? And sometimes it's not gonna be necessarily with your music. Sometimes it's a skit, it's a joke, you know, it's, it's other things you have to have like, really think through your audience. So props to you for, you know, thinking through uh, a good performance and helping other MCs be better performers. So. Don't rap over them lyrics, man.
2: Never, never. We don't
0: do that. Never.
4: Anymore. We've nah. been saying that for years. I'm so <laughs>
0: glad to hear you say that, man. Oh,
4: my God. It's the worst. It's the worst, too, when you see your favorite hip MC <sighs> doing it. I ain't going to even go there. We, Push it, T. Oh.
2: Push the He, he me every
0: time, <laughs>
2: He me every time, bro. bro.
0: Right. Last album here. This is Equimini
2: by Outkast. Oh, Jesus. uh. Oh gosh. Um liberation. Mm. Uh uh. Is every nigga with gold for the fall? Is every nigga with dreads for the call? No. Like, 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 like they was they was they was kicking so much isms on there, man. Yeah. Um, intro, return to the gangster, where he was mm-hmm. purposely rapping off a beat and that was the best shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that album is a masterpiece in production. Yeah production and everything, the sample chops and everything, the slick reverse, everything.
0: Yeah, it's super dope. Love that joint, love that joint. All right, so now the hardest part of the show, for everyone on here, on the call, I invite you to participate, to tell me your top five hip hop albums from the South. Mm. And from the South, whatever, you know, I'm not gonna tell you that, you know, certain states, whatever, whatever that means to you. So top five, who's ready? I got my five. All right, really. All right, Profound. Let's hear it.
4: Outcast, Southern Playlist, of Cadillac Music, Nappy Roots, Watermelon, Chicken and Grits, uh, We Can't Be Stopped, The Ghetto Boys, mm. Soul Food, Goody Mob, and the uh, Little Brother, The Minstrel Show. Mm. Dope. dope I mean, dope. and I had to fight because some. it's a couple that should have been in there, and I was just like, I can't. I just had to
0: go with what I'm going to go with.
6: I'll go ahead. So I'm going to go with
0: Juveniles 400 Degrees. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Marcel, something happened with your mic. It's kind of low. I'm not sure what happened. I'll make sure we hear that. I want to hear all these. We good?
3: We
0: good? Uh, I right. still kind of, can everyone hear that? It's, it's still kind of low. I can hear you. It's just low.
2: Okay. i yeah. time. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, Juvenile's 400 Degrees. Mm. Go to Brother the Listening. Um. I'm going to go to Kentucky like you, but I'm going to go with A Piece of Strange by Cunning Linguist. Mm. That's three, four. Um, Soul Food by Goody Mob and another album that's in my DMA, DNA, Let's Get Free by Dead Prince.
0: Mm, that's a dope one too. Dope, mm. dope. All right, who's next? Who do we got? I think Kaz Mehta probably has the actual CDs. He's on a flash in front of the screen.
3: <laughs> so check it. I knew you were gonna I knew this question was gonna come out like two hours ago. I pulled out like 25 CDs, man. Like, I mean, I, really, I like Southern hip hop a lot. So, I mean, just depending on the day and depending on the week. Um, but I, yeah, I grabbed, uh, I grabbed that one, the yeah, the, the, the piece of strange. Um, Goody Mop still standing because everybody says soul food, and this album is super duper raw. Um, Black Ice, I love but, Black Ice. Yeah, I mean, just, I, I love the, I love the experimentation of it, I guess. Uh, and everybody, you know, ATLians aliens for me, I mean, was always kind of my favorite uh, Outcast record. And then uh, the last two, I'm going to go to Suave House and go A-Ball MJG. Oh. Mm, All right. This album Suave was... Suave House. Crazy, crazy. So, yeah, okay. Big Mike and I mean Mr. Mike, uh I mean Devin the Dude was was always cold to me too. Uh yeah, he's dope. He, he never really, you know what I mean? Like he always had that super funny, but yeah, really good music. I mean, there's so many, so many good Southern artists, man. So many. So Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, who's next? You can always pass. But if you do, then we'll make fun of you. So <laughs> you know, <our> path. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go. All right, Ian, let's, let's hear yours. Uh, not Ian, sorry, Neville. Let's hear yours, Neville. All right, I'm starting off with somebody that nobody really brought
5: up here lately. New artist, Big Crit, It's Better mm. This Way. All right. I love that one, which is the one that everybody sleeps on out of his catalog. They don't really like that one, but I love that mixtape. Um, that's the DJ drama tape. I would say Scarface. I'm going to put two though. The Diary and The Fix. I love both mm-hmm. of them. UGK, Riding Dirty, obviously. 8 Ball MJG, first album, Coming Out Hard, for sure. Um, and Outcast, uh, it's a unique one from uh, usually Stank Only. That's my favorite one, ah, I don't, okay. all of them, which is interesting. A lot of people, that's not, but that's mine. And um. Just a bonus, of course. Everybody said him, Goody Mob, soulful, for sure. Special out, yep, yep. special time.
3: So that's mine. All right, cool, cool. Yo, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, just because uh Everybody keeps mentioning Goody Mob, and I just watched this interview like nine hours ago. He, uh, Goody Mob was on the Fat Joe show. And he uh, oh, does what? the Instagram thing. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. They got a new album coming out in mid November. It's called uh Survival Kit. Oh, dope. Oh, the first definitely. single is out now. You can check it out. It's got Chuck D on it. Oh it's cool. already.
5: Yeah. Is it's that, do you know it's if got Dungeon real Family type
3: feel too? Oh, okay.
5: Do you know if, it, if do you know if Dungeon Family's producing that? Organized
3: noises, yeah. Oh, oh dope. Sorry. I hope it's
2: better, man. Cause that that, that, that age Gets the machine album was fucking terrible. I love Beauty <laughs> It broke my heart. It, like it I was, it was gross. That was that was CeeLo's. That was his the voice album. Like that was the. <laughs> so they, uh, I'm kind of sour because my favorite group they coming with it. Yes, you know oh, <laughs> like, no. it's
0: all good. All right, thanks, thanks, Ian. All right, all right. Who no, that left? was Neville.
5: that was me. That was me. Neville, Neville. I mean, Neville. I'm sorry, Ian I can... needs to. Ian needs, not needs to go, but if he wants to. But Marcel, you know one thing I wanted to say with the dead breath. That was so dope. Like I didn't, I, even though I know their presence with Florida and all of that, for some reason I always associate them with Brooklyn cause they relocated, but mm-hmm. you're right. That is a Southern group on a, what I'm a yeah, Yep. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, Oh shoot. Yep. Oh, I yep. forgot yep. all of that. Slept
0: on that. Class. All right. Now. We got, yep. we got Joe. i Moss. Joe, you want
6: to go next? Yeah. Yeah. Let me go next. Uh, well, first, give me a shout-out to Cunning Linguist because my my cousin's in the group, Natty. Um, and I'm from Word Lexington cousin. as well, so I appreciate the shout-out. Word. Um, Word. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm calling out uh, their Southern Underground uh, album. I love that album. Mm, dope. Um, ATLNs, obviously. 8Ball um, and MJG, they were really good with the coming out hard. And then a couple ones that probably most people don't think about um, – I, I love Miami bass. So DJ Magic Mike, Magic bass, the name of me. Uh, that was a huge influence on me uh, musically and production wise uh, growing up. And then uh, uh, Grits, Mental Releases, their first album. Oh, snap, Grits. Grits. Well, the first album, <laughs> I like see. Factors of the Seven. There. I like Factors of the Seven, but the first one was the one that got me.
0: Yeah, that was dope. Dope, dope. Yep. Cool. Ayo Mas, you got a list? Are, are you, oh, you're mute. There you go. There you go, Ayo.
1: Really into the South like that, but um, Dead Prayers definitely get free.
0: Mm, dope, um,
1: dope. Outcast, uh, the one, the Love Below, mm. the Speaker Box, and the Love Below. The Love Below was phenomenal to me. Like, Like, Andre went in, man. Um outcast southern playlist ghetto yep, boys yep. can't be stopped and Scarface. Did that first solo joint by Scarface. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of it, but that that Scarface The album. World is Yours. Yeah, that joint was crazy.
5: Yeah. Or, or Mr. Scarface is back. Mr.
1: Scarface is back. Yeah.
5: That's the one. Which is the one? Which is the first one? I think the first one
0: is the world I mean. is
1: yours. Is the first one. I think okay. I don't know.
0: Well, Kaz Meta has both of them. So there he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <no> <laughs> I
1: right. knew
0: he had it. He's got them all. He's got every album. Cool. Ian, if you're with us, Ian, you can jump on and tell us yours. Um, I, my, I, you know, like Cass said, there's just so many, but uh, the five I came up with that came to mind pretty, pretty quickly for me, and I try to put these in order, but it's, it's kind of like a five way tie. Uh, AT Aliens by Outcast, Love that album. Um, Till Death Do Us Part by Ghetto Boys. Uh, love that album from from the moment I heard it. Soul Food by Goody Mob. The menstrual Show. I think I actually like the menstrual Show more than the listening. It's close, but I really like the Minstrel Show. And I really, really love Rap City. And um, I love Layla's Wisdom. I think that's just a phenomenal album. So
2: I, I, the... I, t- I talked about her in my class today. Like I, I Oh, teach, did you? Uh, I teach a hip hop and social justice class in oh, middle school. And I and today we did deep, we did a deep dive on uh we did a deep dive on rhapsody. So yeah. How's
0: how's that class go? Like how love do the kids respond? Love and...
2: they, they, they love it. They yeah. they it's the best job and it's the best job I've ever had. Like I literally get paid to I created my own hip hop curriculum. I'm about, I'm about to create a hip hop and mental health curriculum as well because I'm a i am was an MHS for three and a half years. But like we did we did talk about so this month we're focusing on women in hip hop. But mm-hmm. like in the past, like I've, I've used hip hop, you know, talk about, I use Tupac to teach them about uh, Fendi Shakur and the Panther 21 and the side of Shakur. Uh, use Comet to talk about the side of Shakur. Uh, we can talk about the war on drugs and the crack cocaine laws. And I'm using, yep. you know, diff- pretty much we pick a topic. I find a rap song about it and we, and we break it down and people would be surprised how introspective these young people are. Yeah. You know, as it pertains to hip hop. So we got a lot of girls in the class and mm-hmm. so this mother's been about you know women in hip-hop we talked about from mc light to the Brat to queen latifah to roxanne shantae to yep, yep. whatever so it's, it's it's been absolutely the best
0: man that's great man props to you for doing that that's that's wonderful Appreciate it, it, and it we'll have to do yeah of course we'll have to do a show celebrating you know hip-hoppers in education because there's a lot there's a yes. lot of hip-hop like, a lot yeah yeah so um that that runs deep which is really cool so Uh, Before we get out of here, I do want to talk just a little bit uh, about a project of yours that I think the Deluxe, did it come out today? Today, yep. Is that right? Tell us about this album.
2: So a year ago today, I dropped the album, In Search of the Black
0: Messiah. There it is, In Search of Uh the Black Messiah. Uh
2: Yeah, a year ago today, this is the album that has uh, Sky Zoo, uh, Big Scient, Novelist with Clear Soul Forces on it, you know what I'm saying? I got my kids on there rapping, but it was one of my best albums. It is my it is, it, it is, it is my best album I've ever created, the best art I've ever created. Um, I was touring it really, really heavy, had a whole lot of stuff going on. I had to cancel my tours because of COVID. Then the next day my father passed away. Mm. And so like, um, I was just really ramping up. Like I'm, I'm older, I'm, I just turned 37 in September, but I'm a late bloomer. And so like, I was really ramping up and like reaching a new level, kind of yeah. like really entering my prime as a touring artist. And as a creative, and so like, you know, COVID happened, and I kind of sit down for a second. I wrote my little, my little pandemic EP, and I released a compilation album. But like, I really, really believe in this album. I believe in the work. I believe with everything that's going on right now, the the content was timely. And so, like, you know what? Even though I'm not touring, I'm not gonna give up on this project because the music is really, really good. And so I went back to the studio. I added four new songs to it. Um, uh, I got one record with Wordsworth. You know what I'm saying on on, on the um. On the album whatever added for them songs to it kind of gets a resequencing so the narrative of the story is a whole lot cleaner and uh and I released that today on on the anniversary of it when it came out last year. So uh I mean basically basically the, the the album is a the album is about uh me focusing on uh basically kind of like a composite of a lot of things I've been through as a youth development worker. You know what I'm saying working with like young brothers Mm-hmm. And, 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 and brothers and sisters in the streets and I'm trying to search, you know, um J. Edgar Hoover said one of the main points with the Quarantel Pro was to separate the young black male from the revolution hopes of hopes of finding the next black messiah. And so mm-hmm. for me, I'm in search of the next black messiah. And so I'm, I'm talking about myself, I'm talking about my personal struggles, and then it goes into this story about a young person who was a composite character of people who I grew up with, uh, my friends and uh, Young know, people who I work with, and it kind of tells the story about what happened when I thought I found the black Messiah or whatever. So it's a it's a really powerful album. I'm patting myself on the back with it or whatever, but <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm, I'm 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 really proud of it. And like even though I can't tour, like talking about, I'm not gonna let it die because it's about the art more than anything. I can always sell some merch until I can get on the road again. Mm-hmm. But like I really want people to hear the music, and it's it's and I, I don't believe in asking people to support me if I don't give you nothing. Right. So you know what I'm but saying. Still- so I added, you, so I want you to listen to it, and I get you some new music for people who haven't heard it before. It's 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 a really good project.
0: Yeah, it it is, and it's you know kind of the, what you talked about earlier. You can't box you in like, and that's this yeah. album. It had it has a feel, kind of a southern feel to it at times. It has more of a boom bap, east coast feel to it at times. It just has a good you know overall, and yet even though it has those different feels, it still has like a cohesive feel to it as well, which yep. is really hard to pull off. So props to you on that. Where where do you like people to go get it? You want them to stream it?
2: Go I'm putting it on there until people stop buying them put it on streamers because streams don't pay shit. <laughs> oh, I need people uh, all <laughs> you know what I'm saying. For I got sure. new hoodies, I got new Macs, new new tees, I got masks, I got physical CDs. I'm even trying to put it on cassette. You know what I'm saying? I got it, I got it coming on cassette as well. Uh P Black we'll put it in chat. For the people who might be paying, watching or whatever. Um, yeah, Marcel P com, and just all over my social media, I'll be posting about it, but Bandcamp is the hub.
3: And how do you like
2: people to
0: follow you? What is your social media handles?
2: Marcel Marcel P Black, M A R C E L P B L A C K on Instagram and Twitter. I got my government name right now, Facebook, Brian Marcel Williams, but I'm about to change it back. But uh <laughs> just Marcel P Black on all social media.
0: Cool oh, man. Well, I appreciate you being here tonight and uh, having this you. conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I hope if you're listening in, you know, if, if you're already on the same page and, and you know every every region has something to offer hip hop um, to contribute to it. Uh, but if, if you're feeling, if you had those feelings, those thoughts like, ah, oh, the South, this and that, I hope that, you know, tonight you, you at least paused and thought, hmm. And, and kind of saw things from a different angle. So I hope I hope that came across, I
2: uh, hope that happened.
0: And I appreciate Marcel P. Black for being here and helping us have I this conversation. I appreciate being here,
2: man. Yeah. Like, if, if, if everybody to, if we can just get a messenger group, I can get everybody's information and keep in contact with everybody. I, I think I'm already friends with Casmeta Meta already. I just looked you up. I think we're already friends, but yep. I would love to like join on these conversations just keep in contact with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation.
0: Sure, uh, we'll stay um, We'll stay on the Zoom here for a little bit after we, we stop the live feed. Uh, just wanna encourage everyone again to go out, find Marce- Marcel P. Black on Instagram, Twitter, all that. Go get the, you know, go to his band camp, get the album, support this man, he does dope work. And um, we'll be back again next Thursday, same time, 10 p.m. Eastern, if you wanna join us in the Zoom, just message me, I'll give you the link and you can always catch us on everybody's hip hop label. Uh, Facebook page and other uh, podcast later on. So we will see you all next time. Peace, 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 peace.